even look at, like I said, millionaires, like I said, 80, 88%. That's a big number that are, that are they're not inherent their wealth. And I was actually studying uh, millionaires and their habits. And, you know, I've actually seen the culture really plays a big role in this, right? Because, uh, you know, I came from, uh, I came from uh, a high school that was uh, not the best high school. Uh, you know, it wasn't very competitive. It wasn't doing very well. And a lot of them were Hispanics and, and blacks, right? And but I think I think culture does play around with wealth, right? Because for example, like a lot of uh, my uh, classmates and friends, they were talking about uh, buying expensive shoes, buying expensive cars, because they think that's the idea of what a millionaire is. But for every single economic site you can look at or study millionaires, they're actually not that like that at all. They don't live this huge luxury st- lifestyle. They're actually very careful with analyzing opportunities and analyzing risk and living and, and living really below their means to actually build up wealth. Yeah, I would say the people who you're talking about with the fancy cars and whatnot, that's more of like the media's perception of what it means to be a millionaire. Because even just saying the term millionaire, that's also up to debate. Are you talking about total assets? Are you talking about income? What are you really talking about? Because you can have a million dollars in assets but still be relatively poor because let's just say – you own a house, you own a car, and then you own some real estate for a business. That adds up pretty quickly. A house can range anywhere from, you know, one hundred to three hundred thousand dollars, depending on, you know, it, like which level of the middle class you're living in. Then plus a car, which is a few thousand dollars, plus the other real estate for a business, that's also, you know, another few hundred thousand dollars. So right there, you're almost a millionaire, but like. Do you have any money? Do you can you live this fancy life that the media tells you to? Yeah, and I, and, I, and I like what you brought that up is that the media really passes this right. The media is the one who portrays a certain way of how a millionaire is. Well, how millionaires actually could be very very different. And so many like teenagers and young people right who follow this media and, and see all these rappers and all these influencers throwing money everywhere. And that's, that's that's what they think a millionaire is, but that's what it's really not. And this could actually cause them to really not become a millionaire. Yes, and the media is, uh, I don't know if you ever heard of the term gatekeeping, but it's essentially when someone in power is able to determine who or what is allowed into an organization, whether that be ideas or just people in general. And what the media does, the mainstream media, is that they try to set the national conversation for all these issues. So like when we start talking about race, when we start talking about white supremacy like we're doing today on the show. The media was typically in the past the gatekeeper of what the conversation was looking like. So depending on what channel you were on would depend on who was allowed to talk, what topics you're allowed to say on that channel, which is really a big problem because the media, the people in charge of the media are very different from people like, say, you or I. These are people who are very disconnected with what it looks like on the actual streets, what it looks like in real life for middle class people like you or me. And so when these are the people in charge of determining, you know, the racial problems of society, these people don't even live in society, but they're making the rules to determine what society is supposed to look like and what's wrong with it, even though they don't actually participate in it in the way that 90 percent of people do. And so. Just to link this back to the white supremacy topics, oftentimes the people allowed to speak on these shows with millions and millions of followers on the mainstream media, these are people who are already enveloped or involved in 
this sort of racial media complex, you know, just to bring out bigger, uh, bigger ratings, more people to watch it, just say some inflammatory thing. Like we hear stories about this all the time. Like, Oh, Mrs. Butterworth is, is racist because of, uh, the woman on the bottle resembles a black woman and that's a slave. So Miss Butterworth is racist. Just things like that. These are the things that the media allow to be said out loud, allow to essentially stew amongst the general population. Whereas the real problems that are, that we're facing in society are being totally shut out of the national conversation. And the media is, like I said, the gatekeeper of all this information. And they have such an, such a powerful role in society we, it's really important to start talking about their role in determining what can and can't be said. Yeah, and I, th- I think the media, as a matter of fact, is more is, is oppressive, just like the concept of a white supremacy is oppressive, right? Because the media is really giving a false illusion of what a millionaire is and who can become a millionaire. I mean, based on the data, like I said, it's not inherited. It is first generation, but the media makes it look a little bit different, passes these lies, and it makes it seem like, what a millionaire is actually not what a millionaire is. And as a matter of fact, like I said, millionaires, and I'm actually just looking at another statistic, which is kind of interesting. It says that um, only 12% uh, inherited significant money. Basically, only 12% of people actually inherited a lot of money, and, and which usually sums up to around 10% of their wealth that they actually have. So, I mean, that's a very small percentage. And this, 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 this data is actually for, for Fidelity Investments uh, report. And if someone really wants to know how to even have a good lifestyle, right, have a nice home, have children, and, you know, not be in debt and not be in poverty, I mean, there was two things they can do, right? So we just broke down that millionaires, you don't, it's not from build of generations, you know, that anyone could really have the wealth, right? And But now also to just have a middle-class family, there's two things people have to do. One is not have your kids in when they're teens, right? Not get someone yes. pregnant when they're a teen, right? Not drop out of high school, right? That's one of the biggest things they, 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 they can do. Yeah, there's so many other small things that you could do to sort of break down the stereotypes of, like, you know, like when they talk about white supremacy, they talk about, oh, well, look at, you know, how much wealthier uh, white people are and look at how little wealth all these other groups have. Well, you have to start looking at, you know, the actual actions taken within those groups and how that could explain part of the difference in between the wealth gaps. And so a lot of the times you see single motherhood is extremely high in these communities. Mm-hmm. And uh, for our audience, I, I'm, I'm sure most of you are probably conservative, but this is linked with single motherhood is linked with so many other negative outcomes in life, you know, higher, uh, higher chance of going to jail. And of course we know once you go to jail for a felony or some other serious crime that seriously affects your job prospects. So your opportunities for building wealth, just yeah, shoot I was, down. I was actually looking at some research that said that um, basically, like I said, the first place problem is just getting someone pregnant and dropping out of high school when, when you're a teenager. The second one, biggest influence that stops people from actually reaching wealth is uh, not having a father at home, right? Single mothers. And that actually uh, is a, creates a cycle of, of, of poverty because if someone grows up without a father, they're more likely to be depressed. They're more likely to have mental issues. They're more, pro- they're more likely to have emotional issues. They're more likely to be promiscuous. They're more likely to not have good relationships. They're more likely, they're more likely to not be able to hold a job. And they're more likely to repeat the cycle. <laughs> so they get someone pregnant, right? So they get someone pregnant and then 
that person now does is also has a single mother and then that then the cycle continues and continues and continues and continues and the media i think is is uh, responsible for this because if you look at the media if you look at the the content that hispanics and black people consume a lot it's usually that they tell them you know buy expensive stuff you know baby mama someone else in high school people talked about you were cool if you had a baby mama you were cool if you had someone pregnant when you were a teenager, right? You were cool if you skipped class. You were cool if you uh, dropped out of high school. That was considered cool. And if you think about that culture that is being brought up because of the media, that's really what's holding them back. Because if they just did those two things is don't have kids when you're a teenager, right? <laughs> Wait to get yes. married and then have a family together, father, mother and father. That by itself <laughs> could eliminate much of poverty, actually. Those two things. Yeah, huge... Uh, huge factors that are contributing to poverty, like you said, single motherhood, having kids out of wedlock, not going to school. These things are so essential just to like give yourself an initial start on building wealth in life. Because once you, when you don't do those things, like if you have a child when you're in high school or you drop out or uh, you get kicked out of school or don't go to class or just things like that. Your opportunities are cut so severely just because of the nature of the economy. You know, there's sort of like an understood benchmark that you sort of have to meet in society before you can ever go anywhere. And it's nothing written down in stone. There's no law saying it. It's not even really spoken aloud. But there's sort of this, you know, bare minimum that you need to accomplish in life before you can actually gain anything for yourself. And one of one of those things, you know, like we already talked about, having a high school education, not uh, having kids when you're unready, just things like that. If you aren't able to meet those qualifications, then you're not going to go anywhere. It's it's yeah. non-negotiable unless you have some breakthrough talent that no one else has. But that's you know one in a billion people. It's not something you can rely on. Yeah, and what's it's something. And what's interesting about that is if we look at uh, music and just media that people consume. If we look at rap, for example, which, hey, I listen to rap as well. But if you look at rap, it mostly talks about dropping out of high school, committing crimes, right, um, and doing and doing drugs, right, and having baby mamas. But if you look at, for example, music like country and, and, and other music like that, it talks about, doesn't talk about that. <laughs> it talks about having a family and many other things that rap talks totally the opposite. And if someone follows those trends, then it could explain as well. Media does have a huge influence on what, what people's behavior and people's behavior has a huge influence on the world they create. Yes. That, that's a pretty good point as well. Just the depiction of, you know, the, the black man, how, how does the media depict him? You know, what does he look like? The image that, you know, millions and millions of kids are looking to when they consume whatever media they choose. And more often than not, it's the picture of the stereotypical, the thug, the guy who, you know, he has his Glock, he looks like a gangbanger, tatted up, uh, probably does drugs either, you know, illicitly or explicitly whenever he's shown. No respect for authority or for history, tradition, anything. It's just, you know, me, 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 what I want right now, anything else doesn't matter. And that's an incredibly harmful image just because of some of the things we've already said, but... yeah. Then it's like those lifestyle choices are extremely poisonous to long-term wealth generation. Yes, yes. And it just leads you down the cycle of crime. It leads you down the cycle of prison. And once you start getting into that lifestyle, it's very hard to turn away from it just because of how limiting it becomes to you. 
Yeah, and not, not only um, do they depict uh, black people like that, but they encourage it. They make us, they seem cool, right? They say you use drugs, you party all night, you uh, get people pregnant, you have baby mamas, right? And then you're the cool person, right? You're not, you don't want to be the nerd who's studying and actually cares about their education and their future, right? So it only also encourages that. And the, and the weird part about it is the media is the one committing the crime because they're the ones passing all this bad information, right? And then they blame on the conservative who say, be responsible, <laughs> yes right and then well yeah what the media does in fact is that they shunt the blame from themselves onto the white community and they say oh all the problems that are wrong with you know the whichever minority community whether you say black or hispanic or whatever they say all those problems the ones that we're pushing you know the things that we want you to do we're actually going to blame all the negative effects on the white community and so that way me the media is safe and then now i've created this animosity between all these groups and there's just constant conflict in which we're blaming people who have nothing to do with your current condition for you know whatever poor lifestyle choices you have and you believe it you earnestly believe that those people are responsible for you entering this lifestyle whereas me the media i could just sit back enjoy all the money i'm raking in from all these sales of you know, gang oriented media. Shoes. And then I, I, I get all this money and everything. And then now we have two groups, one of them who's in somewhat perpetual poverty because we've convinced them that all these poor lifestyle choices are actually great for them. And then on the other hand, we've successfully shifted the blame from the group who's committed these poor decisions to another group, which is successful, but has nothing to do with those decisions that are in question. It's totally ludicrous when you really lay it out like that and just yes. Im imagine it in your head, this really demented triangle of blame and uh, guilt and yeah. pity. And oh, it's terrible. They basically commit a crime, blame the bystander conservative, and, and and then make the people, the white people and the black people hate each other. And then they basically separate, make everybody make a war between races, right? And then they say that's not their problem. <laughs> yes, that's that's exactly what it is. That's that's the playbook. And they're able to do it so seamlessly because, like I said before, the media is a gatekeeper of sorts. They control a huge part of the national conversation because there's a huge chunk of the population which strictly watches television-oriented news. Luckily, we live in a generation where there's a bunch of alternative medias where smaller content creators like us on this show right now, we can get our message out and not necessarily have to go through these giant uh, media companies who would, let's be honest, would never let anyone hear this show or any of the topics we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're, they are evil geniuses for sure, in one way to put it what they're doing and you know i think as if some uh you know uh let's say black or hispanic population just adopted more conservative values because i've seen many friends who are black or hispanic or who just adopt some conservative values and which conservative estimate i'm talking to is you know waiting to get married to have a family right things, yes. just, things is that simple and if you do those those two things not get someone pregnant have a baby mama get married and have a good family that by itself will take out a lot of the poverty away Right, but they say that conservative values are evil. <laughs> yes, they, they demonize conservative values for the very reason that they would fix a lot of the problems that we see in society today. Because a lot of these things, you know, like wealth disparities, poverty, crime, all these things can be fixed with decisions, community decisions, you know, to like start changing things, 
to start reverting back to older, more traditional forms of relationships, yeah. like the traditional biological family, the things that conservatism is are trying to conserve, you know? Yeah, exactly. And so the media, the media understands that these are actual legitimate solutions that will solve these problems. Yes. But that's why they don't like them, because they solve the problems. And the media benefits by having problems in society. That's how the news actually makes or actually justifies its existence by telling you all the things that are wrong with society. Exactly. And then they just sit back and enjoy all the benefits while the rest of us have to deal with all the consequences of their, their gatekeeping and they're just poor, essentially societal management. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. And for anyone watching here, who's not a conservative, I mean, I just want to put, I'm a classical liberal, but these are facts, right? I mean, if we look at, I would say study the, the, what, what the conservative values are. I mean, to have a family, right, uh, to believe in God, right, to be married. These are conservative values. So uh, it's definitely important to understand this because, and these are not evil values. I mean, to be married, I mean, this could literally solve uh, poverty. So definitely take a look at it. Don't just let the media tell you what conservative values are, but actually ask someone who's conservative, right, or actually learn about what those values are yourself.